Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Make no mistake, if you're an author, you're an entrepreneur. You're selling the world on your book, aren't you? Of course, it's not as easy as launching a business and then tossing any old book up on Amazon. That's why I help entrepreneurs publish books on the specific topic and in the specific way that will launch or grow their businesses. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your professor, Anna David. Hi there, so excited about this episode. It is with a friend of mine who is an incredible woman. She's a business leader, a visionary. She's been an entrepreneur since the 90s. She's built and sold several multi-million dollar companies. And lately, she is all about Web3. And so she and I recently saw each other at a conference and she started talking about it. And I thought, I did already do one episode on NFTs, but there's so much more to say. And so I thought, let's really delve into it. So that's what we talked about. And it was so good that I ended up make, she minted a picture of me as an NFT. I bought it. I, I minted something else as an NFT. You guys, you've got to get into this. Um, I mean, you don't have to. But uh, anyway, her name is Lee Richter. And uh, she's all about the metaverse. And you may be too after listening to this episode. So now I give you Lee Richter. Well, hello, my fabulous friend. Um, thank you for being here. It is my joy and pleasure to be here with you and seeing you light up the room here in our Zoom room. It just makes me happy. Well, it's my honor to be able to call you a friend. It's really, truly is. I have admired you for so long and I'm so excited. You have so much knowledge. So what we're, you know, we're talking about the whole metaverse, the whole Web 3.0 world. So first of all, let's start and, and how it's applicable for writers. So first, what is Web.3? Jesus, Web Web 3.0. Web 3.0. You know what? I am so happy that you got that correct. (laughs) Uh, So if we go back to the basics, Web 1.0 was when people were companies and basically creating platforms and creating all of the content. And it was a one-way dialogue most of the way. And then Web 2.0 was platforms. And then us, we're the creators and we go places like Facebook, and we create the content and we share the photos and the videos, but they still own it. And now Web 3.0, we're the creators and the owners of our content. I I never knew that. I just knew that Web 3.0 was the stuff that I didn't understand. I never understood that that's, it's the combination really. It's us and the owners of our content. And that is why it's decentralized. That is why, I mean, of course, there's going to be ways that it plays back in where, you know, if you're in Axie Infinity and playing the game and getting paid, you're still on a platform and somebody owns the platform and somebody's paying for it. So there, you still get into some of those, but it's different metaverses and different experiences based on what you want. You get to choose where you go and participate. 
But Web 3.0 is changing everything because you own your content. You even own your medical records. You own your titles, You the titles to the car, the graduation certificates. There's colleges, uh, UC San Diego just announced that their graduates are now going to receive their graduate degrees via NFT. And when you put it in your wallet, it's valid. Now you have, there's no way to change it. It's on the blockchain. It's valid forever. So I just took three classes. Um, some were with Stanford, some were with MIT. I did three with the blockchain. And what I did, they have a blockchain academy. And what I did with them was an NFT, uh, smart contract, and a crypto course. Now I have all of the certificates sent to me digitally that I could put in my NFT library to validate that I finished those courses. So it just lets my audience know I educated, not just talking about it. I actually actually did the work. My team did the work. We went, we learned, we added it to our repertoire of offerings. And what we learned is you really have to do your own due diligence all the time. So in Web 3.0, it's going to be even more so because everyone's going to be their version of their reality, right? So knowing how to navigate it is going to be a big piece of the future. And so, and that is one of my favorite things about you. You are, you are the ultimate mentor. You really like teaching this stuff to those of us who need the education, which makes you a perfect guest. So tell me how- We had a Saturday night dinner in Arizona at the Genius Network. And here we were, the girls in the corner talking about NFTs and what does it mean to us? And it's here to stay. So how do we learn to dance and play in their play box, right? And how do we be in the sandbox and enjoying it and playing by the rules, but also creating some rules of our own? How do we be the directors, right? And how do we not be intimidated by it and and go, oh, just sort of, you know, bury your head in the sand and just like I've been doing until I had that conversation with you and just going, I just, hopefully this will go away because this isn't for me. Nope, not anymore. So tell me how this is relevant for an author today. Uh, First of all, I want to applaud you for being so resilient and saying, you know what? I do see this as something I need to know and my audience. So just come on and let's talk about it. As I'm learning, they'll learn with me. And what I love is you're learning here side by side with the people that are listening right now. And I'm literally only one step ahead of you because it really is only 1% of the population is even in the sandbox right now, right? So what you, and by the way, sandbox is two different things. It actually is a platform in this world. (laughs) So I'm using it in metaphorically, like playing in kindergarten with the other kids in the sandbox. You're like, which sandbox do I want to play in? Which one do I resonate with? Which one has my friends that are on the same frequency I want to hang out with? Now that's what we're creating in this world. We're creating the metaverse for each uh, brand or each, you know, vertical that wants to have a space. So when I'm looking at my space, which by the way, my husband's a veterinarian, we have veterinary hospitals. He's the number one veterinarian in America in holistic medicine chosen by the elite council of veterinarians of one of his own. Right. And I'm like, wow, you've really arrived. Why? Because his thinking is how to integrate Eastern and Western medicine. He has unique views. And being named the best, what I learned is from that perspective, how he learns even more from more people. He didn't stop learning. He actually turned it on even more. And now these people are coming to him from all these other places. And he's even more expansive and more connected. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know it was possible. But part of it was being validated in the marketplace, right? In the marketplace, they said, oh, wait, you're worthy. You're the one we chose. Now, it's my word or it's an NFT that's in his wallet that that says it for him. 
right? Which by the way, they did send me a certificate and I'm now thinking I am going to turn it into an NFT and it will be there in his wallet. And it was born on this show right now as a necessity of, hey, that's proof that that actually happened. And that is part of why to have an NFT is for validating something, validating an experience. If someone takes your course at the end, when they finish, you give them the NFT that says, I validate that she finished this or he finished this, this participant finished it successfully. Now that's something that they have in their NFT wallet forever validating that. So that's one. Another reason an author, a writer, a creator, because this is a creator's world, Web 3.0 is creators creating and creators owning their creations, right? So this is why artists and and musicians and all every facet of artists. I mean, writers are artists as well. They just craft with words, right? And they craft with photos and experiences. They create an experience and a vision. And to me, that's some of the most valuable gift that we could give the planet, right? So now through NFTs, we can tell stories. We can tell pieces of stories. When I was in New York, um, one of the things I did was I went to this VIP party I was invited to with Quentin Tarantino. And there were a hundred people that were invited and there were several of my friends in there and we were excited to be there. And Tom Bilio was there and I got to connect with him and witness him in short form being amazingly brilliant in the room, just answering questions. So I could see really the depth of him and his character and his knowledge and his passion in the NFT space that minute. I immediately, you know, doubled down on my investments with him, just seeing how brilliant he was in the room of a hundred. And what we were doing was we were coaching and giving ideas to Quentin Tarantino in the audience. Everyone was able to participate and ask questions, deliver, share things. And what was brilliant was watching Quentin Tarantino be a hundred percent the student and open, and then immediately taking action on it. And all of a sudden, it was in the headlines because this stuff was, you know, from a movie star or from somebody in theater it gets to the front of the line because they already have so many followers. He has tens of millions of followers that are Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dog fans, right? Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things he said to us was he owned all the rights in two years. In two years, he owns the rights to all of his movies. So he's like, oh, what are all the different ways that I can share them? Well, we're like, you could take minute clips, sell those. People can own them. They can repurpose them. They could use them for their brands. They could use them for whatever they want. He was saying, what if I put things in a movie that didn't exist before? Now people come and they see their minute, but they don't know it until they see the movie when it's premiered. All these, all you have to do is not, it's not think in the box or out of the box. It's there is no box, right? Right. It's literally whatever you want to create. Now, my assistant, one of the things he says that's brilliant is, yeah, anything could be an NFT, but not everything should be an NFT. Yeah. I was thinking that because with Quentin Tarantino, of course, there's all these people who would want it. What about somebody who doesn't have that following? Why should they have the audacity to mint something as an NFT? Well, I definitely would reframe that and not think it's audacity. I'd say they're turning on their creative genius and seeing what sticks and how do they mm-hmm. create the following. So if they're really passionate, the thing is, I think there's enough room for anyone who's passionate about something. As long as they're going in for authentic reasons and wanting to deliver an experience or something good of value. I think people can do it. Now, I mentioned the first one was authenticity. There's all different reasons why authenticity, even Gary V right now, Gary Vandercheck is using it at the end of his speeches to authenticate that's a real speech. 
so that somebody didn't come in with fakery and just put his head on it. Right. So um, he has learned authenticity. Another one is if you own a 1962 MG convertible, you could have that as an NFT. And if you ever go to sell it, you could sell your NFT and tell them when you own the NFT, you also own the rights to the car. Now they go together. It's a physical with a digital asset. So there's all different things about a digital asset you can include. And my main reason I have an NFT is a thing called access. Think of it like a ticket. When you go and you buy a ticket at Ticketmaster, they might text you it. You download it on your phone and it says Sunday, 6 p.m., row one, seat three. That is yours. That's an NFT. That's a one of one, an event. You turn it in. You get to sit in that chair and watch the event. That was your access. Now, somebody else might get one that gets them backstage. Another person might get one that says they actually get to fly with the, with the, um, with the band to the next gig in the next city. There's anything you want, you can attach to an NFT and it's called a smart contract. And in the smart contract, you could put details either this time, one time only, or you can say for the next 12 months, once a month, or you could say once a quarter, or you could even say for the next three years. And I'll give you an example of one that was three years that went for $411,000. Again, Gary V, who loves to be in this industry, has taken a leadership in this. He launched um, Gary V and Friends. It took 21 days to sell it out. Probably would take 21 minutes today, right? But it was 21 days to sell out. And when he sold it, one of them sold for $411,000 and it's called the Empathy Elephant. And it's just a hand-drawn elephant. And people would be like, why would someone pay $411,000? Well, in the smart contract, it says for the next three years when he does events, they get front row and access to him. Now, whoever wants access to Gary Vee when there's 5,000 people in the room, another 5,000 who wish they were in the room, but this person gets to sit in the front seat for the next three years. To them, they're like one time can make it a multi-million dollar opportunity if I play my cards right. right. So the right person, like you put a Joe Polish in there, it's going to be a $10 million opportunity that could happen over the next three years, right? So right. it's going to be a mixture of people that now know him because of him. And so it just matters on the right person in the right seat at the right time, what they multiply it. So that's what creates value. So when our friend Joe Polish opened a VR community and said, hey, it's, you know, X amount of thousand dollars to come play in this and take a leadership role. We're raising hands because we could see the value and where it's going and why it's important. But we also want to support the project and we see the opportunity for increase in revenue, not only for them and for the project, but also for us as investors, right? So it hit all of the things. It was a passionate program he's so happy about. It was something to support him, but it was also something of value to bring to the community. Now that creates the upward spiral. So you get that mix in the metaverse of a community who's really passionate about something. So when I look at, as a PR and marketing person, when I look at influencers that have tens of millions of followers, and I know them personally, some of what they say to me is, I kind of wish I could take it back to 10,000 really true loving fans. And what I see with this is this is the opportunity to develop your 10,000 really hugely dedicated community. And it seems like a lot now, because even at Facebook, I just hit the 5,000 again, and I have to go backwards and to add anyone, I have to take someone off. And I'm like, it's such a weird thing like to limit it, but I never thought I'd ever hit 5,000 and that I've hit 5,000 enough that I've had to unfriend people is so weird, but I'm like, 10,000 would probably be pretty easy of really people I care about. And now I could take them on a place where we're 80% engaged or more. 
not 8%. So um, like what we talked about with, so this is relevant for authors. So you said to me, take a picture of you with your book and let's talk about what, what's happening with that. Oh, and I want to talk about how to write a good description for an NFT. So what happened? So I took a picture of my me with my book. I sent it to you. What's the next thing? Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. The next thing is I'm having my team turn it into NFT and we're going to send it back to you so you can purchase your own first NFT and that'll be in your collection in your wallet. And the other thing we talked about was the secret sauce, which was make sure you get your .eth I address. did. Okay. And so, so that's yes. where you will put this NFT inside that wallet. Okay. So Lee t- just leaned over to me at, at the Genius Network and said, oh, by the way, you have to go get this. I thought, oh, this is super easy. I've got crypto. It was actually quite complicated. I had to get someone to help me. And that's um, ens.domains, ens.domains. But, but, but then it was connecting my wallet to my, whatever. I got someone to help me. And I said, this was really hard. And he said, yeah, well, there's the barrier of entry. Like you got to figure it out. My brain needed some help. I got it. I still don't get what I do with that. So I've got right. Anna David dot ETH, right? Yay. So now you're going to go to OpenSea and attach that wallet to that. Oh, okay. And then when, um, when I post your your NFT, yeah. then you go purchase it and put it in your wallet and it'd be your first NFT will be you holding your book. That's so cool. So if someone's not lucky enough to know you, can they mint their own NFT or is that lame? Like their absolutely. own? Absolutely. I, it's so fun. See, the way that I teach it is there's different ways to participate in the NFT market spot. Now, the first one is your personal wallet, which is what we're talking about with you. Now, the first question you asked me was your business question. I'm like, nope, let's talk about your personal so you have that experience first and then apply it to your business. So the first one's personal and there's two parts to personal. First one is collector, second one is creator. So I'm giving you an opportunity for the first one that you collect is you. Yeah, which I think it. is fabulous. Um, I have other friends, um, Mary Morrissey's son, Matt was with us uh, in San Diego last week. And another friend of mine, I had them send me their wedding pictures. Uh, Sonny Durante was there too. And I had them send me their wedding pictures and send them back. And those were the first ones they bought. And they were excited because they shared with their wife, their first NFT they bought was their wedding picture. And I, I changed it and mixed it up a little for them and made it fun. And, but what it did was it gave them the opportunity to be a collector first. The second thing is be a creator. So right after you collect yours, we're going to teach you how to be a creator and how you can create and post your first one. Love it. Then you find creative ways to go out and either support other artists and just start being, that's the collector for personal. After that, now we can have the conversation about Anna David business. Like, what do you want to do in your business? Because you'll understand what it's like to both collect and create on the personal level. Now you can see what does that feel like personally? And then in your business, how would should someone show up? How do you create a shorter barrier of entry as it were? Mm-hmm. And so I have a course out there actually um, that we made to teach entrepreneurs how to actually navigate all of this, how to open a wallet, how to, we even did screenshots and loom videos on how to actually do it. So 
a lot of this is answered in the course. And what I'm doing right now is doing little mini bites of um, how people can get what they need right now, including ens.domains to get their ETH address. And I'm like, get your ETH address for now or later. It doesn't matter. You're going to need it at one point and you might as well have it. I will tell you when you go to unstoppable domains, you can get the other addresses, the cryptos, the .ios, all of those where you only pay once and you have it for lifetime. So I recommend actually going there as well. Um, Getting your .eth is so you can trade in the NFT marketplace with ease and just use your wallet. You don't have to memorize the numbers because yep. now it'll be connected to anadavid.eth. Mine is leerichter.eth. So if someone wants to see my collection or purchase or sell one, they can just go to leerichter.eth or anadavid.eth. It's so much easier over time, but also the people in the marketplace see you as a more educated participant in the marketplace. Absolutely. So if I go to leerichter.eth, it takes me to your OpenSea account, right? And then in there, I have over 150 NFTs right now that are visible. And you can see different ones that I got for different reasons. So cool. So, okay. So an author in thinking about um, making their book into an NFT is not just thinking about their book. They're thinking about, like you said, access. So it should be access perks. So it could be your book plus a bonus. Yep. It could be a hundred of your books plus a bonus. It could be a thousand. Buy a thousand of my books with this NFT for this price. Not only do you get a thousand, you can donate them, you can have them delivered, whatever you want. But also you get me to speak at your event as your keynote speaker. So now you're really paying a speaker fee, but you're getting the books as well. And you're supporting me on the book drive. Actually, Laura Langmeyer is doing that right now. And she has people that are supporting her and buying books for their entire corporations. And she's been New York Times bestseller, number one bestseller in the past when it was really legit, you know, now you really need to know the system and what to do to get there. And she does know it. And she wants the book to be read because it's teaching fiscally responsible technology for families. Right. And so it's it's teaching this, the simple foundation of how to teach kids to be fiscally responsible. And kids need to learn that early on. Like we all need that education and we need refreshers. And when we're 21, we need another refresher on how to be fiscally responsible. Well, she's teaching that. So she wants her book to go. So what another thing she can do is sell one NFT that gets you a thousand books and her as a keynote speaker for X amount of dollars that covers the books. And then also, you know, the person receiving it gets the value of her as their speaker. And she has a private jet, so she'll probably go anywhere. So now that's one thing. The other thing I look at Lisa Nichols, Lisa Nichols, people want to, you know, they want to do a hot seat with her so they can tell her their story and she can repeat back what she hears because when she repeats it back, it's way better than you could ever tell your story. And I often see her do it. And I'm like, that is magic. I've seen her do it a hundred times, tell someone their story because she she would do a whole day of this where people would get up, tell their story for three minutes. They've been practicing for three days how to tell their story. Then they tell their story and then she tells her story back the way she would. And they're like crying at their own stories. So I'm like, I would pay to have 10 minutes or an hour with Lisa Nichols with an NFT. Now she can really dedicate that time. She can really make it purposeful. She can answer one question, but that person gets access to her. Maybe they never had access to anyone like that before, you know, and that could change their life in 10 minutes. In 20 minutes, it could change their life and their entire family's life. And so it's the right timing, right thing. But with the NFT, you have proof of ownership. 
Now you have access, but also say that Gary B person, whether they have the three-year access, maybe after a year, they don't want it anymore. They could resell it. And in the smart contract, when they resell it, Gary V gets another 10% back. Do you know in this aftermarket of Gary V selling his 21 days worth of sales of NFTs, in the marketplace, he sold $90 million worth of NFTs. But since then, in the resale with the smart contracts, he's made tens of millions of dollars on the resales. He even didn't expect it to be so great. And it is. And it is because not only did he go out there, be pioneering. And by the way, when it took 21 days, I think in the beginning, he didn't know if it was really going to fly. But then it did. And now it's even better. But he took a lot of risk. He was worried. He had sleepless nights. Will this work? Right. And I know... Um, so to Tom Bilio, you know, he, he's committed to his community for 30 years plus to just lead this metaverse that he's creating, which is called Impact Theory. And I have two of his legacy NFTs and it gives me access. And the access is I could even pitch him an NFT project. So to me, that's valuable because guess what? I have two of them. I'll be pitching them two projects at least. Right. And I know I have access to do that because I own that legacy. It's rightfully my option to exercise. So to someone like me as the consumer, he showed me the value by giving me access to him to just pitch an idea. Whether he says yes or no is his choice. But for me, I get to at least have the opportunity. And so that's access, right? To me, that's extreme valuable access. So if an, so if it's a digital asset, the way to kind of get around or enhance the digital asset is let's talk about books, sending a thousand copies. So let's say somebody is like, I want to do that. They literally are shipping the books to whatever address. What about when it's resold? Does the person who bought it need to go ship those books too? If it's an NFT, it here's the thing. That would be an, if someone sells an NFT, one book for one NFT. It could be a one-time only transaction. And then that person who owns the book, they never have to sell it or they can create their own or whatever they want. You know, like, so not every NFT is going to have repeat value. Some of them might just be one-time thing. Like Dr. Ben Hardy is releasing some special books. I believe he's going to release 500 of them and he'll sell 500 NFTs. And with it, they'll get one special book, one-time thing. However, he could decide later because now he knows them as his community of, those book holders and they truly love him because they want that book, right? And they bought an NFT, which you already know there's a path that if someone goes through that, they really are a fan, right? They really want your stuff, right? And so if he gets these people to buy, when he gets these 500 people now, a year from now, he could surprise them and say, because you did that, I'm having this concert and you could be front row, three rows, or I sent out 500, but the first 100 get to be my guests at the next concert. Now then you really create scarcity of the highest level that you're going to take action in the next hour. They're not going to let somebody else get their seat. Now you're creating a really engaged audience because you're giving value and extra value. You have to be wanted. Like my husband, Gary, guess what? There's a line out the door of people who want him in a lot of ways, not just as a veterinarian. He's such a nice guy. Everyone's like, oh my God, you're so lucky. I'm like, yeah, well, today's our 26 year anniversary because I make good decisions, right? So of Plus course- he's kind of hot. Let's, let's admit that too. He is amazing. And the thing is, he's a nice Jewish man. What you see is what you get. And he's year of the dog. You know how bonus that is for a mate to be year of the dog? For a tiger, it's really important to have year of the dog for stability and groundedness, right? So, so, okay. so it's good. But he actually, he has to have a big vision. I hold a big vision and he has to have- a lot of space for that. And it takes him a little longer to make a decision, but once he makes it, 
you know, he's behind it a hundred percent. And I love that. He's reliable. I know what I'm getting. Um, but he actually, he's going to have a whole series of NFTs. He doesn't even know it yet. And we're launching coins and badges and things for people who have good behavior. Um, you know, they can get awards and be recognized. And so we're going to create a really cool value. Um, it's called Smarty Marty. <laughs> Smarty. My dog's name is Marty. I mean, we launched a Smarty Marty campaign around our bots a while ago. And we're like, let's make NFTs and, and help people be really great pet owners and then award them. You know, because we can give NFTs as gifts and bonuses and anything we want, right? And so when somebody is going to write their NFT description, I had to, when you said, oh, write your description, I had to Google, what makes a good NFT description? What would you say? What's some advice? These are writers that we're talking to after all. Number one, just what you did, which is Google is your friend and go Google and see what other people say. Number two, I would go to OpenSea or just like you go to um, the bookstore in Amazon, right? You go to the books and you you see what mm. they write as descriptions. Get inspired. Look up your category. See what customers say in the reviews so you can address some of their concerns or some of the things that they highlight and value the most. A lot of times that's a really great way to harvest your, your content is Amazon reviews, especially the negative reviews, the one stars. You can get so much information and inspiration by watching what people say when they're really fired off, you know, and they're like, duh, 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 I want to say this. And you're like, oh, that's what they really care about. Oh, that's what they're really looking at. That could give you great opportunity for writing and for exploring your description because you do either the opposite or you laugh at that and, you know, share it even more. But anyway, I think being a content writer it's going to be a piece that can be evolving as well. You can go in and edit and um, look at one of the places that I look for inspiration sometimes is people's um, bios on Clubhouse because they're always evolving. And I watch people write um, really creative descriptions, but also they put links to other things and you can see what's important to them and what, you know, if you really want to get to know them, you can learn a lot about them when, when you look at profiles like that. I love it. Okay. So I know we have to wrap up. What, um, if people want to find out more about you in this course, is it accessible to anybody? Absolutely. We have, well, we have my uh, Go Ask Lee uh, brand, which is on Instagram. There's Go Ask Lee and Global Leaders Collective, where I do a lot of teaching around NFTs there. Uh, global Leaders Collective is a really great spot to even see some of the global leaders and what they're launching and what's coming up. We're putting things in there all the time. And then um, goasklee.com, there's entranceway to the NFT course and ideas in there as well. So yeah, we have goasklee.com slash NFT for the course. It is a course that basically we do screenshots. We walk people through what is an NFT. Here's how to open a wallet. And it's really like having a tutor with you along the way. And I would be negligent if I didn't ask, when is your book on NFTs going to come out? I love it. Um, actually, we have a book coming out April 18th. I'm doing it with, with Carrie Overbrunner, who oh, yeah. uh, Dan Sullivan brought to me. Yep. And we're doing Blockchain Life, and we're going to do it every quarter. And uh, yeah, April 18th is the first vision, the first one coming out around Blockchain Life. I love it. Well, Lee, thank you so much. By the way, y'all, when you hear this, maybe you can go onto OpenSea and grab the NFT for Party Girl. Who knows? Um, but I'm so grateful to you for doing this today and for all that you do. So thank you so much for coming it on. It is my pleasure. It is such a treat to know you and spend time with you. And I thank Joe Polish all the time for making sure that we know each other. So, and you've known my daughter, Abby, since she was like single digits. And now she's 17. I mean, it's amazing how fast we all grow up. 
She's, uh, you got, you guys should know. In addition to all of her other things, Lee has a perfect daughter. I mean, I don't live with her, so I can't say for sure, but she sure looks it. Plus she was a best-selling author at like age seven, right? At nine, she had four best-selling books, number one on Amazon in eight countries. I know, Um, but she's her own being. We adopted her. And what I love is, is she inspires me as a, a global agent of good. And she really is remarkable to live with like a joy, even this morning on her way out the door, making sure, you know, she comes and hugs me and wishes me a great day and happy anniversary and just, you know, a model citizen in every way. So I'm proud of her, but at the same time, I'm so inspired by her. Me too. Makes me happy. Teenager. She did two TED Talks already. I'm like, wait a second, two TED Talks. Like UC Berkeley professors invited her to be a speaker at the TEDx in Berkeley. And I'm like, God, what an honor to share your story like that. I'm so proud of her. So thank you for bringing that up. I love that you're one of her angels in her life. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you. And you all, I appreciate you too. So thank you so much for listening. Go to Go Ask Lee. There's just a wealth of information and you don't want to get left behind on all this stuff. You don't. And Lee is L-E-E, goasklee.com. Super simple. Super simple. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining me this week on Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to entrepreneurpublishing.academy where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all the other places. Speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. And please don't forget you can tell an author or entrepreneur friend about the show. Another forget-me-not, my company Legacy Launchpad Publishing is available to help industry leaders those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journeys, whether that's writing, editing, or publishing, just go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com to find out more. And be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode. You know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing one.